0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast with your host Aaron Dante who brings you the hottest interviews with the dopest people sharing their experiences all across the world. Now here's your host Aaron Dante. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host Aaron Dante, we have an amazing show for you. We have acclaimed author, Chamara E. Fleming, rocking it out for us today, giving us some words of wisdom. We also, I'm doing a little drop, a little piece, a little tidbit for you folks also. And we also have Stephanie Garron. Can't wait for you guys to listen to her story. She's an amazing artist. Got to check her out. Be right back. At Fishnet, every plate served starts with the freshest, high-quality fish, Source from local waters whenever possible. You get fine dining excellence delivered in a cozy, unpretentious, fast, casual setting. Delicious does not even begin to describe it. Everything I've tried is made from scratch and incredible. The best fish I've ever had. Check them out for lunch or dinner at Mount Vernon Marketplace. Get caught in the fishnet. You'll be glad you did. Menu and details at eatfishnet.com.
1: In every human beast, God has implanted a principle which we call love of freedom. It is impatient of oppression and pants for deliverance. By Phyllis Wheatley, author. Hi, my name is Chamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai, and I am the host of the Purple Charm Experience Podcast, where I share amazing content that's meant to motivate, aspire, and inspire you. A moment ago, I shared what I call on my podcast, my quote of the day. And I chose this quote because recently on my podcast, on episode 12 of season two, I've been exploring several African-American women authors that are motivating and inspiring me as a romance author. I chose Phyllis Wheatley because she was the first African-American to have a published book of poetry. And if you would like to learn more about this story, please check out my podcast now, The Purple Charm Experience, on all major streaming platforms. You can also find out more about me as an author by visiting my website, www.creativecalforay.com, or following me on social media. You can find me at Creative Cal on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Thank you so much, Aaron. Back to you.
0: The No Picks After Dark Podcast is proudly partnered with Remix Bar & Grill. Located at 819 East Pratt Street, just north of Harbor East. Remix is a sports bar offering a soul food menu. With over 20 TVs, pool tables, outdoor patio seating, and private rooms, Remix is set up to be your premier downtown destination to watch all your favorite sporting events. Open from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12 a.m., Friday and Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday. Check out Remix Bar & Grill on Instagram and Facebook under at MKS Baltimore for daily happy hour specials and weekly events. Remix Baltimore. Thank you so much. This is Aaron Dante again from No Picture Dark Podcast, the host. My tip of the day is to thank you to all the listeners out there. The listeners from day one who believed in what No Picture Dark Podcast is all about. Thank you for supporting. Thank you so much because right now this podcast is somewhere where I never thought it would be. And I truly appreciate all the listeners, everybody who has reached out, DM, email, people who want to be on the show. I'm working on it, folks. It's only me I'm looking to get an intern very soon. You know, just, again, it's one person, one person band. But thank you so much for the people behind the scenes, the team, people that have pushed me and said, hey, keep on pushing, Aaron. Thank you guys so much. And we'll have amazing more stories coming out for you, folks. This is my tip of the day. Thank you. Visit your neighborhood sanctuary and do wellness for a luxurious experience for everybody. Treat yourself and a loved one with a massage, facial, or an entire day of pampering with our deluxe spa day packages that include lunch from the restaurant next door, fire and rice. For more information on booking or purchasing gift cards, visit their website at anddowellness.com or call at 443 438 4048. They look forward to welcoming you and your loved ones to their beautiful new space at Soha Union, located at 4801 Harper Road, Suite 1. Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today we have a very special guest. You know, it was hard. I met her back actually all the way in, I want to say January. And um, I went to go see an art exhibit, and that was one of the most amazing art exhibits that I've seen. And it was leaves. It might even December or January, we're around that time period, yeah. but it was leaves and steel beams. And like I sat on the floor and looked at the sky, looked at the ceiling with these leaves on, it, like hanging, from, hanging from ceiling. I was like, this is really awesome. I was like, I want you on my show. And she was like, let's make it happen. So eight months later this is, it, it happens so i'm so excited to welcome miss stephanie garron artist from baltimore maryland how are you doing today
2: hi aaron i'm good i'm so happy to be here so proud to be here on your show
0: hey thank you for taking time out your day we really appreciate you coming on no Picks. thank you You're hanging out in northeast baltimore that's where it's at right now
2: it is where it's at especially because it is an award-winning space to be in
0: that's what, that's, what they, that's what they tell me. I don't know. That's what they tell me.
2: <laughs> Two times over, they told you.
0: Two times. That's what they said. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about you. Are you originally from Baltimore?
2: Yeah, so I grew up on the outskirts of D.C. in Silver Spring, uh, Maryland. Um, and I've been in Baltimore for a while. I, am, I consider myself an environmental artist. And what I do is I juxtapose items from nature, so trees and leaves and roots Um, and juxtapose them against steel, against this industrial element. Um, I make sculpture. I consider myself interdisciplinary, multidisciplinary. Uh, So I make sculpture. My practice is based on sculpture. Um, But I also do installation, which is how we connected, and um, some performance art and some writing.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So growing up, what was your favorite childhood memory?
2: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a single one, but um, that time absolutely informs what I do today. Um, I grew up in a time before cell phones and bef- and was just not really connected to too much technology. And so I um, would spend my days going to school and coming home. And I lived in a really woody area and... Um, just lots of, um, forests and streams around, and, um, and I would just spend time, hours navigating the forest, making paths, um, just creating even small sculptures back then, um, but needless to say, it took me a long time to, to kind of get back to that, to literally get back to my roots, and, um, realize how much um, that time centered me and that space is is what centers me
0: nice 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 I you, you had me thinking you talking about going through the woods and whatnot
2: yeah. um,
0: I always remember growing up and I lived all over so mm-hmm. that was one of the things and I lived in Dallas Texas and I remember we had this um, it was a new development that my family we all moved into and the developer was like watch out for rattlesnakes and I was like, what, "What? I'm coming from the East Coast. What is a rattlesnake like? What does this thing look like? I don't know." <laughs> don't not... they
2: shoot them out there? They do. They do. Them out they there, do. they?
0: they yeah. use a the skin and they do everything, and they keep the rattler. And I remember going on a bike ride, mm. and I was going down to this park, and the way to get to the park was you had to go through like basically like a jungle, <laughs> and it was like a, one little sidewalk. That was it. It was like a little thing, the path to get you there. And I remember like riding my bike. And I saw something in the distance, and I'm like, "What is that?" And then, you know, you're riding your bike, you're zooming, And you hear, sh- 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 and just like landed. The thing's not moving, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa let me lean. let me hold the hold of brakes." I pump the brakes, rattlesnakes laying in the middle oh. of the thing, and I'm just like. So, me and nature are kind like of <laughs> so like, that's a long about way me saying how I am with no, the, the so,
2: nature. So, there, is, I have to be real with you, and my that <laughs> is my separation. I am like Indiana Jones. I do not like snakes. I am terrified of snakes. Right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, I have a project going on in Chestertown along the Chester mm. <laughs> River, and I am um, on edge. I'm on the literally the edge of the river, but hyper aware of my surroundings which can be beautiful but can be terrifying when you're talking about snakes and they're, not they're, wanting them near you they're there they're there <laughs> no they're not
0: they're watching <laughs> you we'll,
2: we'll, we'll get into I'm that i'm in total denial
0: we'll, we'll definitely get into that for sure i love that dude. i love that so were there any where i mean when you growing up did you have a lot of friends who were into like the environment like you know doing hikes and stuff like that did you have family members that were into like doing what you were doing like hiking and like you know it's like exploring and
2: that's a great question um i would definitely say no
0: <laughs> okay i love it i love it you no
2: the- and i still you know again it took me it took me some time um to to find people who enjoy kind of being outdoors and i think it's it's um certainly after a covid year people found that found paths found <laughs> found, found you know, state parks and that sort of thing, Um, for me, I really consider it, that space is like an innate part of me that, um, so, um, no, I was surrounded, I had a family that um, really supported the arts and and being open um, to learning, learning everything and anything you could, my dad was uh, an Air Force brat, and Um, part of a big family all of my aunts are um are artists you know in um film industry making documentaries um one of my aunts is a public sculptor um has uh, has had a bunch of shows all over the world um and a lot of people know um my aunt who's a photographer annie leibovitz Um, So that was that was hugely influential. Right. I got to grow up going to openings at the Brooklyn Museum and and hearing Patti Smith jam and um, and, you know, it being kind of this this normal thing to create these products, create uh, these um, images from your imagination and from from, uh, you know, that were expository and um and celebrating them and for me how that kind of translated um in my own immediate family was through dance and um i i dance as part of a company i danced for about 17 years i'm not saying i dance well but i'm just saying as i look back that movement and that sense of um presence um was very important to me and and kind of instilled in me through that through that format
0: i just learned something new folks i did not (laughs) know that she just dropped another one i did i was like what you i didn't know she was trained classically trained dancer here
2: you know it's um uh, over the past couple years and i think especially as my art develops Um, it's been interesting for me to reflect on right that I'm open to using that as my visual form as my voice and a lot of times when I've found that I've deferred to that when I'm not you know welding a huge steel sculpture (laughs) that I'm like dancing through the woods and you know grooving that way I um, it's Because that movement comes before words for me that a lot of times I cannot articulate. And maybe this is my greatest weakness, but I cannot articulate things using a pencil or using typing, typing words down or or creating a sculpture. It has to be done through my own movement.
0: Okay, okay. I love the background. You giving again? She's dropping jewels and gems. If you can see my face right now, I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Let me. I'm learning something new every day. I love when I have an amazing guest on. I love it. I love it. So, t- let's talk about college. Where would you end up going to school? Where did you end up majoring? Like, you know, tell us a little bit back about that.
2: Yeah. So I attended Cornell University. So I was in upstate New York, near near your alma mater, yep. near Syracuse, up up with the snow. <laughs> Um, go, I, go Big Red Go, <laughs> go Big Red <laughs> um, Yeah I was there for six years And I got two degrees And uh, those degrees were not in art Up until that point I had taken one art class um, One formal art class in school And um, I, I focused on um, what I believe was instilled in me And um, at some point some level of kind of um, conformity to society, which, um, has gotten better, but it doesn't necessarily support the arts. And, um, so I studied science and science and art are so intermingled in terms of the experimentation, the focus on, um, material development. And, um, and so it was, and obviously going back to my roots, you know, it, it, all made sense right it made sense that i you know love studying um the ecology and the biology um so i had the paperwork behind that but i didn't have the soul behind that and it took um it took some time um to to kind of get things aligned and that's when i attended mica And um, part of what brought me to Baltimore and kept me in Baltimore.
0: All right, folks, we'll be right back at these messages. No Picks After Dark podcast is sponsored by Open Works Baltimore. Open Works is Baltimore's largest market space, offering access to tools ranging from 3D printers to welders and training in how to use them. Open Works also offers affordable studio space, a coffee shop and fun and free events throughout the year. But OpenWorks is more than a public workshop; It's a community of creative professionals, students, seniors, entrepreneurs, and makers of all kinds. Check out the website at www.openworksbmore.org or on Instagram at open underscore more for class schedules, membership options, and more. Folks, we are back with environmental artist, Ms. Stephanie Garron. How are you? I'm good, Aaron. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much again for being on the show. So let's talk about your next move. You talk about how you ended up at Micah. Why did you end up at Micah? I mean, you were up in Cornell. You cut kind of came down. I mean, there's so many amazing art schools on the way. But why Micah? What made it stand out that you wanted to come back to Baltimore?
2: Micah had, um, that's a great question. I mean, obviously Maryland was home. Um, I grew up not too far. Still have family here, um, but it, you know, Micah had it all, and to me, um, in in my eyes, still does. And I'm, it's just such a super cool thing for me to come full circle because I'm now an adjunct professor there. Um, so it's it's been this amazing trajectory. Um, I, so I attended MICA and, and the number one resource there um, was and still is the people and, um, and the professors. So I had um, Bill Schmidt uh, and I had Liddell Mo. and under Liddell's tutelage, um, I, I kind of had my, um, my role model, my, my kind of. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, the, the hook to, I don't know, what is it with the star? Star, there's a hook, there's uh, whatever. But, um, but Liddell was an amazing role model for me because here she was, um, this, this female, this woman, um, teaching welding. And not only teaching welding, but having this enormous art practice herself. I mean, she just had, she just wrapped up this year, um, a show at Mass Mocha in the largest, probably the largest physical sculpture space, at least on the East Coast, um, filled with mammoth cement sculptures, cement and steel sculptures. Um, and she, you know, especially at that point in time where I'm, and I'm still hungry to learn, but. She was so formative, uh, and that is where gender that is where sex comes in you know that i don't I don't know if I would be here, and I think of that sometimes if I had had kind of the traditional um male professor teaching me how to weld or telling me you know correcting me that I didn't do a great job um and so that was that was and that is huge and um it's been. It's been um, very inspiring to follow her, and as kind of an alternative to that, I, you know, my whole life when I would go out into those woods when I was little, and um, I would come back in at night and I would write. I would keep these journals, and the um, I wrote, I wrote all through college, but I kept having these professors and kept getting negative feedback about how or what my writing should look like and sound like and it honestly beat me down and I stopped I stopped writing I stopped writing for 20 years and um, that's been an incredibly rewarding thing for me to circle back to that as I go out into the field as I do my research I have started writing again and a huge reward for that is that I pitched my book to a uh, Baltimore Press called Kingo Books. Uh, and this fall, my um, first book that kind of reflects some of those field notes is um, its a collection of poetry, is going to be published.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. That uh, we were, I'm going to put the, the applaud meter on for this. Sometimes we edited out, but uh, <clears throat> that that is really, really awesome. You
2: know, it's about who you get, who you allow in, right? Who you allow in your head, and who you allow to kind of um, deter you from from your own dreams. And the dreams I've had have been um, have honestly been the same since I was really little. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it just took me a while to get my my feet underneath me and and to kind of do my own walking and align everything
0: i love that so i'm
2: having fun it's it's um it feels so good i love it so
0: good so when did you decide i want to be my own entrepreneur i want to work for myself when did Mm. that when did that start coming in your mind and, you know, you say you had this powerful inf- person who influenced you yeah. in welding. Yeah. And that's when you're like, I can do this. I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. So when did it click for you to say, I'm going to go out on my own and do my own thing and include invite the environment with welding? How did those two worlds combine?
2: Um, for me, uh, that's a great question. Okay, how how did the materials combine is, is about concept. It's conceptual. It's... Um, again using language that that I grew up with. My dad is uh, is a, a electrical engineer and so you know there'd be wires everywhere. And so I'd be making little wire bracelets, you know. I I and was surrounded by tools, was surrounded by soldering irons and and welding machines. And so that that's very that was always very kind of normal or natural to me where again, especially when you're talking gender and stereotypes and you're talking about conformity um you know not everybody maybe had that kind of exposure right um so my getting my own art out is all about sharing my own voice Hmm. and using the materials using these different formats to share that voice um so i uh yeah i i I think my work has, if anything, um, become more maybe financially successful. If that's <laughs> what you're asking in terms of that entrepreneur entrepreneurial piece, because I have honed in on what my message is and what I'm looking to explore and and all of those all the depth to that. But any artist, any artist who wants to get their art out there is their own company. They have to self promote um it has uh, but again it all for me comes back to my need to get out what I want to say it just you know comes out in different ways
0: so how did you find your voice or your Mm. I guess your voice (laughs) in art world i always wonder that because you know I've talked to several different artists and you know, they, they had to figure out the pricing. They had to figure out oh, and all, that, all yeah. that good stuff. But when did you find your voice in the art world? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to climb, figure out, figuring things out. People like my style. My style is a little unique and different.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, that's, <laughs> that's key. You know why? Because you don't do it for anyone else. Mm. And if you look back, you look back at my life and what I'm trying to articulate in terms of my past and how it informs where I am right now, it's because I started being true to myself mm. and what I wanted to put out there. And like one of your other um, guests that you had on here, um, the family that runs um, the series of restaurants, Urban... Oyster. Yes. You know, she said, speak your intentions. Speak your intentions, mm. right? You do that. You do that by by this. And um, I um have found that by working hard and staying true to just simply making what i want to make what i want to say put out there that it's connected me with so many amazing wonderful inspiring hard-working people i mean it's everyone from thomas james over at creative mm. alliance to ivan martin and and tory over at motorhouse um to to um terrence over at home floor gallery and malik at stable like these are all it's a family right and and um They show me, I learn from each, each show. So this year, this past year, I had seven solo shows, seven, which.
0: Folks, she said seven, (laughs) she said seven solo shows. Hold on. That's a lot of U-Haul. Let me break this down. (laughs) Let's go even further than doing U-Haul. She did seven shows in a pandemic. Yeah. (laughs) We're not just talking about just, just like everyday shows in the middle of a pandemic. She had seven shows. Kudos to you. Seven shows.
2: I was lucky. I was lucky that these spaces opened, that there was, um, that the curators wanted to follow through and and stay true because everyone's schedules got messed up. And um, and so I owe so much to them. But with each space that I was in, I learned. I learned how to better articulate what my art message was i learned how to connect to people better i learned um you know how to how to promote how to promote um the work and like you said the pricing is is the cherry on top you know the chair the that's the smallest part of all of it um so yeah i i was honored um you know, I last showed, my last solo was at Hanfleur Gallery down in D.C. And... Um, what was
0: it about? Tell us... Tell us... Let's do your elevator pitch real well, quick.
2: Well, and it, it yeah. absolutely connects to how you and I met, right? Right. Um, House and and my installation at Hanfleur are very similar because they're immersive. They invite the viewer to literally walk in and be surrounded by nature. Mm-hmm. And um, it... You know, that's best example because I would have people coming in. You know, I didn't know. I was heart of DC. And people would stop and like pick up. So this whole room, I filled the whole room with pie needles. Um, I had a video projection, I had sound by Clint Sleeper, uh, who is also an environmental media artist. And um and people were moved you know it was it's it it was the placements this acknowledgement like where where do we see nature you know we see in dc you see nature in parts of baltimore too where do you see nature you see nature on these little triangles right you see these little grass areas that are fenced in Mm -hmm. so you can't even touch it you can't even reach it and um and so that having those conversations with people was so powerful to me um you know a lot of people and probably some people listening to have no idea about the environment maybe you read you read the front page right you read you read on the there are these wildfires right maybe it's cloudy today you know Global warming is like hundred over a hundred degrees in Baltimore, you're rolling up your sleeves, right? But what hits home is what is in front of you. I believe that. And so my my big thing is this, that for me, so I'm big I'm big on brunch. I'm big on syrup.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> and, right, I I, and
2: I mean Baltimore is too, right? Your your chicken and waffles, right? So you have chicken waffles, you gotta put syrup on it. Right? right? Mm-hmm. But what is syrup? Sierra comes from maple trees,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and maple trees, a lot of them are up north, you know, Vermont, Maine. And, um, and so with global warming, especially over the past 5, 10 years, the maple trees are dying, okay? Mm. And so, so um, what happens is uh, there's like a, a much shorter freeze cycle right they're not protected in the winter it's hotter so they're not going through their normal cycles they're not producing as much syrup so what happens your syrup price goes way up Mm. you can't get that fancy syrup for your waffles anymore Mm. and that is what uh, that's sustainability okay i'm talking about people and the planet and price okay that's sustainability but you don't get that until it is in front of you Mm. And that is what I feel like my mission is.
0: Wow. I'm sold. Where can I go to the next show?
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say, where can you get waffles? Uh, I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> I was thinking about waffles.
0: Well, it's funny. Brunch is my favorite meal, actually. Yes. That is my favorite meal. You, you, I was thinking about that, too. Like, brunch? Nah. But, so, tell us about some of the projects you got going on right now. Like, you know, I yeah. see if you, if you follow her on the Gram, folks. You see her, like, what, like paddling through the, the rivers. <laughs> you see her up in Maine. Yeah. And then she, I'm sure she's going to tell us about the other thing that's on the West Coast also. And, we'll, we'll, yeah, so whatever you want to take us, it's, it's your show, like I tell people. You want to take us on a journey, tickets on the journey. Yeah. So where did, So tell us what you got going on.
2: Um I have some amazing opportunities going on and I am I'm soaking each one of them up. I have um a bunch of different pieces that are out right now like straightforward sculpture up in Vermont, up in Massachusetts, uh, at the Sandy Spring Museum right outside DC, at the Peninsula Museum over in California in Marin County. Um And uh, the big two projects that I'm working on for the fall, are um, one is out of Washington College, and that's going to be a huge show, another installation piece, full room, um, not going to tell you what it's going to be filled with, but uh, an immersive piece. um, And that shows at the end of January. Um, Washington College is right over the um, Chesapeake Bay Bridge. And um, that's going to be an indoor piece and then also an outdoor piece. Um, and I'm I'm uh, harvesting, sourcing my materials right now. So I'm going down there regularly. Um, in Maine, I have an ongoing project that just started um, this, really, July. Um, there's a small farm called Smithering Farm. And... They are initiating this um, uh, this fight against a large mining company that's coming in and wants to wants to mine. Wants to this is you know back in gold rush days. Wants to sell sell the gold, <laughs> find the gold, and, and sell it and flip it on Wall Street. And um, and that area is so dependent on the water and clean water, and obviously mining just destroys the environment um and poisons the water and so the community wouldn't be able to sustain itself and so i was brought in as their artist uh kind of like a long-term artist in residence and um we're we're looking to do um some installation pieces up there but i with that i'm working with some um some core samples of earth um and I have some other shows coming up. I have, um, uh, I have a couple shows this fall um, where some of my pieces are going to be at Alchemy of Art um, and some in DC. But there's one more big thing that I just found out about yesterday. Hold on, hold on, <laughs>
0: hold on, We got, we got an exclusive, we got an exclusive, have an exclusive. we got an exclusive, um, uh oh, <laughs> what's, what's what's it's it?
2: good, it's, well, I, I think it fits. Okay, it, is it, it, it going to be in Baltimore?
0: The No Picks After Dark Podcast is proudly sponsored by Maggie's Farm, located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-awarding cuisine. From falafel to scallops and everyone's favorite, honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. And serving brunch Saturday 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. With delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy and more. Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials as well.
2: It's not going to be in Baltimore. Not going to be Baltimore. I, um, okay, go ahead. I was invited to be an artist in residence through the National Park Service. Oh, wow. So, this oh, is wow. a nationally really competitive um, residency, and it's something I've been aiming, talking about goals, aiming for for the past couple of years, That's awesome. and um, only 10 artists get it. And um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to be based out of the Everglades.
0: <laughs> I mean, so I you're make, well. You're definitely <laughs> you're definitely gonna see snakes down there. So we're just gonna keep it I real. Gotta
2: come to terms with that.
0: That is congratulations. Yeah. Congrat. How long was that process?
2: Process is, um, I mean, ongoing. Wow. I ha I mean, it was a big formal application, but um, but yeah. So I'm excited. I just found out about. How that. long is that residency for? It's a month. Okay. It's a month, but they support you. They support. The arts and it's a federally funded program so that is beautiful um, it's nice to kind of be at that point you know to be able to um um you know just have that experience i'm gonna be working with um groups teams of scientists i'm gonna be working um with some other artists working with community so to have that time to pull all that together is um i'm just so excited and there'll be a
0: show down there huh or, uh,
2: there will be a show. There's gonna be a huge. Outdoor, I like <laughs> I like field trips. I like field trips. Love it. I love field trips. to we're, host you. We're in
0: Florida, so Everglades. Like we're in Everglades because it's a pretty big area. It is a big area. Is it? Um, in, don't worry. You don't gotta tell us yeah. right now. Well, I'll how keep about posted. we po- keep us posted? I keep will us keep posted. You posted. That is. I mean. Yeah,
2: definitely follow. Wow. Follow me. Follow the. I mean, it is. Wow. As m- so exciting to me, and that's why I post on, that's why I post, you know? It's to share what I'm seeing and what I'm digging and what I'm experiencing. And like you, the amazing people that that are filling my day to, sh- to kind of share that because I'm so, so excited about it, and it's pushing me, right? It's pushing me to, to be better in every way.
0: Would you say you're hitting your stride right now with, with, the, with, with what you're doing? No. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet.
2: Not yet. I'm ta- I'm still taking it all in. Okay. And with all these, I you know, they're opportunities for me. They're they're almost big experiments. You know, it's I have through Micah and through through amazing friends through these um, you know resources that I have here really in Baltimore through through Thomas James through Michael Owen through. Um, you know, people who are really, really committed and live with conviction. I um, have have these role models that are teaching me.
0: You know Thomas James is leaving creative I clients. know. I uh, yeah, that just came out. That I know, just but came I'm happy out. For him. I'm him. I told him to I said I t- reached out and text him, say hey, man Yeah congratulations on whatever you do. Yes. You'll you'll be amazing at what you do.
2: He he already is. I follow his writing, his writing, his his vision is um, you know, he, he he has that vision, that spark that not everybody has, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, um, I feel honored to have worked with him. And that honor that, you know, he came to all of my shows. Came mm. down to D.C., came, you know, Motorhouse. He was there. That presence means a lot to me.
0: God, yeah. Hey, that support. Yeah. that support. That's lo- support. That support. That is that is That is, that's what it's all about. Being in our community. That's, that's what I've learned about the art community in Baltimore. That you guys are a very tight knit community and people want to support each other. You know, when there's an art exhibit down the street called The Shed. That yes,
2: everybody does, yeah, yes, yeah. I know, just people, saw Aaron's show, yeah. Aaron Fossil. That was an incredible show. Right. And an incredible, like, that's the best example, right? It's a shed. It's a shed. In literally. a backyard. But what a beautiful use of space, right? You know, and access, you know, bringing art literally to the community in the community Um, but that was a beautiful show
0: in northeast right down the street from here that's right that's what we do over here so let's talk about the no picks after dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's coffee have you tried their coffee yet I'm telling you there is something different about it maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love you will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it Open now for curbside service, carryout, and delivery, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m. Kitchen closes at 3 p.m. Or visit Zeke'sCoffee.com and you too can be fueled by Zeke's. When companies, when people approach you, or how does it work with you getting your shows? How does that even happen? Like, where do you come up? Do you do you the pitch them or... It's just a word of mouth in the community that people know what you do. And they just say, hey, what are you up to? And do you accept every art thing? Like say when somebody says, hey, we want you at our show. Do you accept them all? Or are you like kind of like does it fit with what you are looking for? How do you choose those things out?
2: That's a great question. Um, I, up really until this year, have not been in a position to turn anything down. And Mm -hmm. I haven't wanted to. Why would I want to? great so I have to work harder so what I get mm. less sleep this is my dream mm. this is how I want to fill my day um, with fabricating with learning with researching this stuff and um, and again being being surrounded by creative people um, f- after the Han show what that's when Washington College reached out and they had seen it and um, and said you know let's let's you know, we'd love to have you, and um, the really, and and I understand where you're, where you're trying to go, I think, <laughs> with this in terms of the dollar sign. Um, this past year was the first year that I broke even, that mm-hmm. I was in the black, and mm-hmm. I had a studio, a formal studio space at Crown, Crown Industrial. Um, I've been there for one year, and um, I... It was through honorariums, through all these different shows. It was through um, through I'm a Hamiltonian artist this year and next year, um, through these kinds of experiences that um, that I was able to do that, and I'm wicked proud of that because my you know my art, um, the sculptures and the installations um, as shown. Um, you know, are really not for sale, right, mm. Who, who's going to buy that, can't buy what you experienced at right, Motor you, House, re- you, right? Re- you really can't, right, can't so it, it. it has taken me the past, it's really the past like two or three years to get myself, get my stuff out there, get myself out there, and, um, and to reach that point where I cover my studio this year, that's you know, awesome. where I could buy all, you know, the steel I wanted and make those budgets and get those grants. And um, it is, it's That's a awesome. hustle. <laughs> it is a hustle. Every, every day.
0: There's a quote, there's something you just said that I'm, I'm not going to remember verbatim, but it was really strong. You're like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm about. This is what I dream about. This is what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to go all out. Like I'm, I'm, it's not exactly what you said, yeah. but I love what I love hearing that. I'm going to quote that probably in, this thing, I found nowhere, I know where it's located, yeah. But it was very inspiring to hearing that. Like, you just inspired me to say, like, you just motivated me saying it. And I was, and I hope the listeners can hear that and hear that passion that's coming through the microphone into your ears right now because that is entrepreneurial spirit to me. You're not yeah. there, you're not there where you want to be. You're keep on pushing, it's keep on pushing. Hunger. And it's that's
2: a hunger, you can't instill that in people, mm. you know. It's, um, it it's deep it is it is i love it it's deep and they're you know it's um what you choose to do with your time and your days and and who fills them and um and where you want to be and where you want to go and i am just so excited about all this stuff all of it and um you know, again, I I didn't get here alone, I didn't get here by putting blinders on, I got here by being open, and talking to people, and learning, and, you know, being inspired by, by so many artists, no matter what they do, I mean, growing up, I'm part of why I think it took me so long to express myself through art is because we, I grew up, most people grew up with the understanding that art was going into a white wall gallery and seeing an oil painting. I mean, Mm. look at museums, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that oil painting, a lot of times did not represent a community, did not represent culture certainly not my culture my days of people who surrounded me and so um you know it took me a long time to realize wait what i'm doing what i've always done Mm. is art Mm. um how i have viewed the world in that detailed way with that kind of open mind to metaphors um it has, is, is art. So I love, you know, I love, you had asked me before this in terms of my favorite artists. And I... See,
0: I was, you know, jump look at you jumping a right? gun on me. See? I know, See? but I
2: got, you know, look, <laughs> it, is, it's, it fits here because it is anyone who is expressing themselves through art, but with conviction, mm. right? Think that your favorite artists, right? The best artists, are so true to to themselves mm. right and and it's not that they they need something to look a certain way or to fit in or try and be a certain way it's because they are able to kind of say screw the world this okay. is, this is my stuff. This is what I'm getting out there.
0: Are there any names you wanna shout out there? I or? wanna shout oh, go ahead. out. Go I ahead, gotta go shout ahead. out. Please, so I ahead. just saw I just go saw
2: ahead. just last weekend at stable arts, I saw um, Malik Lee, um, who's the curator, their new curator, he um, pulled together this show that is so strong. And there was this piece there by this artist, local artist named Adrian Gaither that stopped me in my tracks. Mm. I mean from the title what was the title hold on I don't know if I can pull up the title um, from the title to like um, the color she used and that that was painting you know I'm usually I'm a magnet to sculpture but um, you know Jackie Malad yelly from yelly stitches over a motor house mm-hmm. I mean she's doing she's living her dream you know she studied to be like a doctor i think something (laughs) in like the medical field but she you know she grew up in a family of um, seamstresses and found herself doing that and loving that and so she's all about it's it's her fashion you know it's pushing her her vision um latoya hobbs oh my goodness at bma like she she's a Mm. great role model for me you know, I saw her stuff at Creative Lions last year, and now she's she has wow. you know won some big awards. S- but still, you know, Baltimore is home. Baltimore is home, and um, is true and loyal to that. That means something to me. You know, all these people—they're local. They're working hard, and um, and we're speaking the same language. So.
0: I love it. I yeah. love it. I'm yeah. going to write all these names down, <laughs> and I will put these names in the in the, in the the body of the summary, just the names to look for. So we're going to go off a little bit. We're going to leave Art a little bit. We're going to – we're rounding the bend. All right. All right, because, I mean, you broke down and a lot of great stuff, and I'm excited for the audience to hear this. So are you a snowball – or ice cream, per- or, or 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 ice cream person.
2: I am a snowball.
0: What is the flavor? Because Baltimore has a flavor that everybody likes, but what flavor do you I like? I
2: know, I know. So <laughs> mine is um, blue Hawaiian. Okay. The funny thing is, just last weekend, I um, the woman who owns the snowball stand right near me. She saw me. I hadn't seen her all summer. and
1: <laughs> She knew.
2: She knows, she knows I teach, and she knows I keep busy and stuff. And she shouted at me all the way across the parking lot. She said, hey, Blue Hawaiian, how are you doing?
0: Aww. How are you doing? That's what's up, though. That's yeah, what's right? up. That means That's That so much. And that, it was so it sweet. meant a lot to you. You know, you were like, I love I it. You
2: know what? So embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. I must diversify my snowball. Flavors. I love
0: it.
1: No
2: cone flavors.
0: Crab cakes or <laughs> crabs.
2: Um I'd have to say probably crabs. I am vegan, so I don't eat either. Okay.
0: I, I knew um, that. I think I did know that already. Yeah, crabs so are a little there.
2: more tied to like the Chesapeake Bay and all that. So I'll go I'll go for different reasoning, but um yeah.
0: Okay. What is your favorite art museum to go to?
2: Mm, That's (laughs) hard. Any. Any of them. I learned from all of them. I mean, I just went to Dia Beacon, which is, it's about four hours north of here, um, like southern New York state. And that was, that was Sculptor's Paradise. You know, that's this huge building. It was an industrial building. It was a factory. Oh, and they had, you know, just high ceilings natural light coming in Mm. and in the basement they had it was students would say it was dope (laughs) it was like um this dj from detroit carl david um had this piece and there were neon lights synced to it i mean i stayed in there for like two hours i think Mm. just taking it all in so yeah, I, I mean that's that's probably the most recent museum I've been in, and um, and just really connected. Um, when I went up to see Lodelmo's work, that was hugely hugely inspiring to me. Mm. You know, to to have followed her trajectory and seen where her art has taken her, um, to have known her, and and just. Been one of our students. I was so proud, um, and just to to take in that space. You know, that's also an industrial space and completely, completely converted for art. So Mass MoCA is pretty, um, pretty up there. And that is, I'm gonna be real with you. That that is my dream. I want to be there, and I I right here on, on your, your show. Way. That's my intention. You're on your way. You know. It's, I I can't focus so much on that. So, <laughs> I have to focus on right here, right now. So that
0: but, leads me into my next question. Yeah. What inspires you every day?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what inspires you every day? Because you're talking about it right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I find inspiration from... From nature, from details, and from things that are raw and genuine. Mm. I think that can take form in people sometimes. I'm a very closed, very guarded person. But um, I find a lot of beauty in those things that maybe other people shy away from or... Want to cover up? I have an artist friend um, who Dahlia Lovvick, She's um, also based out of D.C. and um, and she does large steel s- steel sculptures. She has a piece um, with me at the Foggy Bottom Biennial in D.C. that's going on right now, and also at the Watergate Gallery. We both have pieces at both both sites, and um, you know she came up to my show at Alchemy of Art and she says Stephanie I just I just want to spray paint (laughs) all all your work
1: Mm. I just
2: want to I just want to spray paint it needs to be you know shinier and 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 more colorful and it's not you know everyone has their own take everyone has their own connection to art to specific pieces of art but that is a beauty is where it rusts it's the shape it rusts it's the turns you make with your body it's the words you choose to put on paper mm. and um, and those you know though that's my language.
0: I love it. I love it. And what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a hard one, Aaron.
0: You know how to get you a one.
2: I know. You've got <laughs> me the the yeah. second half. You've got you've got you've hardballing it. Hey. Um
0: it's a hot seat.
2: <laughs> I don't know if um uh, you know, the whole stay true to yourself thing is uh is big and um I'm not sure I've had one person that's given me any more advice that's more important than than another. I know there are people in my life that continue to support me and um no matter what i'm doing that that unconditional support that um I'm so grateful for um, you know. I'm so grateful for, like Clint Sleeper and, and Michael Owen. Um I just uh when it comes to advice, I think I think um one of the best things you could do is kind of pull the blinds and shut the door and maybe listen to music or not, but like, you know, listen to yourself. I love that. listen to yourself. So. You know the answers.
0: That's a great point. You always know. You always figure it out. Where can we find you on social media?
2: So I have a website. It's Um And I'm on Instagram at Studio. So at G-A-R-O-N studio.
0: Now, can we get you on TikTok? Bu- oh, my wait, can, wait. Goodness. Building your installations? I'm...
2: You know, I'm I've just throwing never it out there. Considered, are you? Yeah. Inst-
0: installations you you just a video. It's just video, it's just video mm. your stuff and then you do time lapses and All right. And you can just it kind I'm of game. sneak peek of what you got going on. I'm game. I mean, they have reels on t- on Instagram. So it's all the same. Yeah. But just a thought. That's
2: just a thought. great thought. See, it's all about, you know,
0: Hey, I'm just trying to be cool. Like the, Shared like, like, experience. I'm trying to be cool like, like like the younger kids now. I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> That's all. I have a TikTok. I have no idea what I'm doing.
2: You know what? We all need it. We all need that connection. So. And to push ourselves in different ways.
0: God, God, I always tell people, get, get, get uncomfortable sometimes. That's
2: right. That's and, right. You get
0: uncomfortable. But anything else you want like to say anybody that we missed out or anything you think we missed out?
2: I, Aaron, am so grateful to you for this time, for reaching out to me and being curious about my art and those, those hanging princess tree leaves and motor house way back, and um, I'm so excited for you, for where this podcast is headed, and I'm so proud that you're part of my journey now, so thank you.
0: Hey, please, I mean, I, I what would, I would love to do, and we'll talk offline about it, is one of these installations or whatnot, I would love to come from out of town and just check it out. Fly in for the day, fly back out, and just really just support you first and foremost, and secondly, like, all right, so an interview right there, and like, what are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, you went through from beginning and end. How do you feel then? the end? You're not, you know, you're doing big things. You're going to be in Everglades. You're up in Maine. You're, you, you have a project in California, right? Or you project in California. California? Yeah, I have a
2: solo in so. February.
0: Years everywhere, so that's what I'm talking about. Yes, it's and, a deal. And Baltimore, we're
2: traveling. We're taking this show Baltimore, on the road.
0: Baltimore's proud of you.
2: Uh, Baltimore's proud of you. Nah, Two-time award winner. Nah, I thought
0: you, it's just it's about you. It's about you. not my episode, <laughs> folks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love, peace, and happiness. We're out. <laughs>